yes, our God reigns. That's amazing. Thank you, praise team, for our uh, reminder this morning in our time of worship that our God reigns. Remember that regardless of what's going on in the world, he's still on the throne. He's still in control of everything, regardless of what's happening in your life at the moment. He reigns. And that song simply celebrates the fact that he reigns. Hallelujah. That means to celebrate God because he reigns. It takes walking through the fire with God and coming out alive without, without the smell of smoke to know that he reigns even in hard situations. So just know wherever you are today, in your personal life, wherever we are in the world, he reigns. And because of that, we can rest easy because God is in control. Good morning, Christ Center. Thank you for being uh, online with us today. For all of our first time guests, thank you for being a part of this worship experience this morning. We are honored to worship with you. So if you haven't spoken to someone today in the chat, just go to the chat and just say good morning. Uh, look, find somebody on there and say good morning to them just so we can stay connected even in this virtual world. Invite someone to watch with you today. If you don't mind, share what's happening here live today. Share and start a watch party so they can be a part of this worship experience. I'd also like to invite you to be a part of our online community, even in social media. So of course, right here on Facebook, but you could also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And that way you can stay connected to everything that's happening in the life of Christ Center Church. I'm happy to announce to you that starting this morning, parents for, um, or parents or guardians for uh, children, we have CCK online is ready to go. Our uh, fun zone is ready. And so there is a lesson out there this morning about fear. And our uh, leaders in CCK are there so the children can see them and connect with them. Lisa and Curtis are there and they are leading us in that area. And so we're really excited and grateful. So it's an on-demand experience. So whenever you want to go and uh, maybe that conversation about fear is coming up, it is there for CCK and for the bridge. And so we're excited about that. Uh, I think that's all of our preliminaries. Let's go to the word this morning. So today I'm starting a new series entitled Summer Madness. And so you may hear in our ambient noise, not only uh, are we on set here, for those of you just, that wonder on set where, I'm just in my backyard, <laughs> nothing grand and wonderful, uh, just in my backyard, that's all, but you'll hear nature. Um, You'll hear maybe uh, dogs barking. You might see a cat walk by. Uh, but you're, we got some new ambient noise today is somebody's getting their roof done. And so it's amazing because this is what happens in the summer. We do things called home improvements. And so now we're finding that in this space that we get the opportunity to improve where we live, how we live. And I think it's a great, actually a great addition to our Summer Madness series that what we are doing right now is that we're getting ready for summer and we're going to do some improvements to ourselves as we grow 
during this summer. So thanks for being a part of this series. Make sure you share and let everybody know Summer Madness is here and I'm excited. So let's jump into the word today. If you would grab your device or your Bible and let's look at Psalm 1. Psalm 1 is where we're going to read today. And we're just going to take our time. I won't be long, but just a few nuggets for you to chew on during the week as we step into summer. And boy, is it hot this morning. How hot is it, Pastor? It's so hot. No, just kidding. Let's let's go to the word. Um, Psalm 1, starting at verse 1, and it reads, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the, of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So far our scripture reading this morning, I want to talk to you from this thought, social distancing. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this preaching moment. And we ask today that you would speak to us right where we are. Speak to us in our homes, on our jobs, wherever we wa we're watching. I pray today that the anointing that rests upon my life, that you would send straight through uh, the camera and the airwaves right into the homes of those who are worshiping with us today. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Social distancing. So this summer is going to be different. It's going to be different uh, for a, a few reasons. Um, we are, with all the unrest in the world, we are still in the midst of a pandemic and so as a result of that we have to uh be mindful it's hot y'all i had to wipe my sweat it's hot okay um we have to be mindful that we still have to observe this social distancing thing okay so it's it's when you when we're watching people uh protesting on the news, they are standing in solidarity. But we can't lose sight that although they are close together, we can't lose sight that the CDC is still promoting and pushing social distancing. So this summer is going to be different for us because we have to take into account when we go out to dinner and uh, even have functions and, and picnics and barbecues that there still should be some social distancing. So it's interesting to me, though, that the CDC, right at the beginning of this pandemic, or really before they even started calling it a pandemic, they started saying, uh, talking about this social distancing thing. Uh, 
even before we understood about or had an understanding about the virus, they were talking social distancing, right? So now what we find is they are, the focus is not so much on what we touch. And you know, they were saying, well, you know, you touch and uh, you could put your hands in your mouth, your nose, your eyes. And they're saying, you know, we can minimize that risk by washing and sanitizing. And so they're not focused as much on that, but they're still talking about social distancing. And they were saying on the front end of this, and even now, the reason you want to social distance is because of the droplets that come out of our mouths when we talk. And so the risk is when you're having something as basic as a conversation, if someone has the virus because of the droplets that come from us, the other people could ingest that, thus uh, getting access to the virus. So what we're finding now is that social distancing is supposed to limit that to a certain degree, right? So what we see here is that social distancing as its core has the notion of benefit. It's beneficial that we stand apart from. Okay, it is beneficial that we wear our masks so that we will not ingest. So there is a built-in component in social distancing that calls for, listen to this, separation for salvation. In other words, space so that you do not uh, expose yourself to something that could be harmful or even deadly. So that built-in comp component is separation for salvation, listen, which calls for behavioral changes. So this summer, what we're finding is that we're going to have to change our behaviors as it relates to congregating and connecting. I mean, come on, we're not even back in the church yet because we have to make sure we change our behaviors for the benefit, safety, and salvation of all involved, okay? So this morning, I think it's interesting that the text is set up with this same framework, the text that we have in Psalm 1. Psalm 1 suggests, suggests that the man who changes his behaviors, manages his behaviors, will see great benefit. That's what Psalm 1 is teaching us. All right. So it opens the door and it says, blessed is the man. I love this because it does not wait until the end to show us benefit. At, right at the beginning, remember Psalm 1, 1, blessed is the man. So right at the beginning of the whole Psalm, all of it, the whole Psalter, we find that there is a story, a lesson. The lesson that starts Psalm, all of them, says that you can be blessed if you manage your behaviors. So the word blessed here is the word that is the Hebrew word that carries the idea of happiness and contentment. So happy and content is the man who. All right. So there is benefit right at the beginning before I start understanding what I shouldn't do or what maybe needs to be changed, I understand that there is a benefit for me considering this, okay? 
So at the root of this, this is it's the thought of that says content is the life of the man or woman who's just simply straight with God. That when I get in line with God, contentment happens. All right. So let's take a look. Blessed is the man who, number one, gives attention to proximity. That there is some space that we need to put in between some behaviors and oftentimes some people. All right. I am not telling you, I'm, oh, I'm just cutting them off. I'm never speaking to them again. That is not what I'm saying. But I am saying that the man who's going to bleed, the man or woman, uh, humanity, the, the person, the man um, who is going to have a content, happy, fulfilled life is one who has to give attention to proximity. You can't be around everybody. You can't be around everything. Because some things become a part of us simply because we're open to it. Y'all with me? If I was in the room, we, if I was in the room together, we'd walk that road. But I'm, I'm, I don't want to keep you along today. But proximity is important. Here's the next thing. Blessed is the man who will consider that he or she needs to change behaviors. That not everything you do is right. You know, and you have to be careful with this notion of being self-righteous that all that you do is right and everybody else is wrong or that you never take a time, take the time to be self-aware and look at you. So blessed is the man who gives attention to, prox to uh, proximity. Blessed is the man who is open to and considers changing behavior. And blessed is the man, number three, who considers their ways. See, the whole thing about this social distancing is challenging our ways, the way we come together, the way we interact with each other. It's challenging our ways. And Psalm 1 teaches us that, that we have to really start challenging, thinking about, considering our ways so that we can make sure we are aligning our ways with God. All right. So here it is. What then, Pastor, if we're talking about social distancing, what is it that I need to be distancing myself from? Here it is. Number one, Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So the first thing we got to distance ourselves from is ungodly counsel. Now, let me say this. In the season and, and, the, and the, the, the climate that we're living in right now, this is the thing that we have to guard against because there's so many people who have feelings and thoughts and, and, and anxiety and they're just talking and we need to do this and I wish they would stop doing this and whatever, whatever. And what I'm saying to you is you got to distance yourself from ungodly counsel. I don't care if it's your mama, if it's ungodly. Uh oh, you talk about my mama, Pastor. I'm just saying what I'm saying. If you want to live a blessed and content life, you have to make sure that you, the text says, who walks not. The word walk in the Hebrew is the word that means follows. Okay? So you might can even hear ungodly counsel, but you can't follow it. Okay? So be careful. Be careful of your militant uncle. <laughs> who was a part of the Black Panthers in the 60s or something. Be careful. You cannot follow ungodly counsel. Come on. Uncle Rufus, power to the people. 
I'm down with it. But you can't follow ungodly counsel. You got to separate and you have to be careful because those things are insidious. Listen, some things sound right because we feel like it's justified. Some things we do, we feel like, man, I'm justified in this. I was justified in going off on them because they said this, 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 and this. Everything that you feel is justified don't mean it's godly. You hear me? And just because you see a moment, you can't seize a moment. You got to have some restraint. That's a behavioral change. You got to be able to say, you know, about five years ago, you said that to me. I would have punched you in the mouth. But I've changed. Okay? I want to live a blessed, a full, a content life. And that starts by making sure I do not follow ungodly counsel. If you're on the fence about some counsel you got, then maybe you need to call somebody. Maybe first you need to pray about it, of course. You need to make sure it lines up with the word of God. It's like, hey, I get this. I can, I can see this. It's, this might could work. And so then maybe in the council of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That you have to be careful with the counsel that you receive. So some stuff you got to just sit on the shelf until you know this is God. Holy Spirit, confirm that in my spirit. Should I say this? Should I do this? Should I make this move? All right? Everything that's right does not mean it's right for you. All right? Everything that sounds right don't necessarily mean it's righteous. So first thing, you got to stay away from ungodly counsel. What are we distancing ourselves from? Here's number two. We got to distance ourselves from sinful ways. Sinful ways. So the text, the text says, um, nor stands in the seat of or in the path of sinners, okay? So, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the godly, uh, ungodly, which is follow, nor stands in the path of sinners. The word stand is the word that means take, take in, all right? So, what the text here is saying is, it is it's saying that you cannot ingest, receive a lifestyle of sin. Nobody's perfect. Sin means to miss the mark. We all do. But when it starts saying that we stand in the path, that means that we we really position ourselves to just take it in and be there. And so sinful ways have to be adjusted. We all sin. First thing you got to understand is that we all do. That's why daily we should be repenting. I talked to uh, talked to my boys the other day about that. And they said, so tell me about what does repenting mean? What does repent mean again, daddy? And I said, so what's the prefix of the word re? And they said to do over. Exactly. Pent or penta is the word where we get the word penthouse, which is the highest place of living. And pentagon, which is the highest place of military uh, function. So to repent is to go back to a high level of thinking. Because that suggests that when we sin, that we are being and thinking on a lower level than what God had created us to think. All right. Does you make does that make sense? Hey, I'm outside. <laughs> Just killing bugs. So you have to make sure. And I mean, he wants to die today. OK, so you got to make sure that daily we repent. So that the things not only just repent, but we go back to the higher level of thinking so that our outcomes, how we how we operate, how we live doesn't sink back to that space again. So we have to make sure that we stay away from ungodly counsel. 
that we do not just stand in and absorb a lifestyle of sin. That's what they're saying, okay? A lifestyle of sin. I want to make sure you're clear about that because everybody does. I know you got friends who've been saved for a long time and they don't think they sin. And they judge everybody else's. That's because that's self-righteousness in and of itself, sin. You get what I'm saying? But you need to understand, or we need to understand that the lifestyle of sin, the text says, will keep us from being blessed, happy, content. Okay, so we are distancing from ungodly counsel, sinful ways. And here's the next one. We are uh, staying away from mindsets that reject instruction. Okay, here's how the text reads. The text reads that um, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The scornful are scoffers. And scoffers are people who will not and do not receive instructions, specifically God's instruction. Okay? So, it says, we do not hang out with sit and that word sit is the same word yashab that when god comes in he dwells that's that word so it says blessed is the man who does not dwell with those who reject instruction now that's important because wisdom is the principal thing and so we got to be careful that we're not hanging out with people who don't want to hear God's instruction. You know what people, you know, people like that, like, I don't want to hear all that Bible stuff. I don't want to hear what God says about that. Be, don't don't live with them. Don't dwell with them, because the word of God has to be principal and central in our lives. The instructions of God, even in hard times. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even in hard times, sometimes because of our uh, humanity, we position ourselves to have a certain way of thinking about something. Hey, that's a part of life. That's a part of being human. But for those of us who ascribe to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who live the life and receive Jesus into our lives, there, there's just some instruction that comes from God that we have to have. So then we find that what we're staying away from, ungodly counsel, sinful ways and mindsets that push against or reject the instruction of God. Okay. So here is the, the, uh, the contrast. So it says, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the instruction of God. See, that's the opposite. That's why we don't sit or live with people who reject God's instruction because our delight is that. Your delight is in the instruction of God. And in the instruction of God, it says, he meditates day and night. It is a part of our diet. That word meditate means to chew. It means to swallow. It means to bring back up and chew again. Okay. That's what that means. So we are making sure that in not just walking away from scoffers, but we make sure that our delight is in the word of God. You know, the word of God can bring peace. 
in tumultuous times. It can bring joy in sad times. The word of God can bring uh, clarity when we are foggy. You know, the word of God can just settle us when everything is upside down. So our delight has to be there in the law of the Lord. So we have this whole notion of social distancing. I'm wrapping up. Social distancing that separates us for the reason of benefit. Separation for salvation. Okay. So then we talked about what it means to be blessed. It means to be uh, content. It means to have this happiness that only a certain lifestyle can bring. I'm no longer looking over my shoulder. I'm not, I'm no longer worried about who's going to say what about me because of where I am. So we talked about that. We give attention to proximity that we make sure that we're not hanging out in certain areas that can cause things to stick to us. Proximity. All right. The man who is blessed also changes behaviors, also considers their ways. All right. What are we distancing ourselves from the ungodly or ungodly counsel, sinful ways, mindsets that reject the instruction of God? Why? Because there is an outcome that we're trying to get to. Here's what I like. All right. All of that to get us here. Social distancing in this uh, Psalm one framework brings us to an outcome. Here's what it says in verse three. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. So so uh, the Psalm one outcome is number one, we're blessed. All right. Number two, here it is. We are stable because it says that he is not. Uh, remember, blessed is the man who walks not who stand, who does not stand, who does not sit. All right, three different positions. The contrast is when we ingest and delight in the law of the Lord, we no longer are up and down, sitting, standing, walking, sitting, standing, walking. It says the outcome here is he is planted because there is a level of, uh, of stability that comes when we ingest and delight in the law of the Lord. Are you with me? All right. So then as we move from we're blessed outcome, we are stable because we're planted. Here's number three. We are well sourced because we get stabilized by the river of water. And so when we are well sourced, all the nutrients that we need, we get because we are planted in the right place. Any other thing that we are a part of if it's not God's space for us we are unstable walk sit stand walk stand sit it's all these different positions but when we get planted we get planted by the river of water that causes us to be well sourced we get what we need when we need it we get what we need to produce a life that not just uh, we're not just living, but we're thriving. All right. That's what that's the next one I want to deal with. No, no, no. The first one is we're blessed is outcome. Number two, stable. Number three, well sourced. OK, number four, we are on time. I like this one because it says that when we get planted, we then produce fruit in the season we're supposed to produce it. 
And see, that's that's big because you know, you know, many of us are like, man, I'm I'm in my 40s, or I'm in my 50s. I thought I'd be here by now. I thought I was going to do this by now. And so sometimes we feel like we are behind. And God says, no, no, no. When you live out this framework of social distancing, you get stabilized, and then you will bring forth fruit right on time. I want you to be encouraged today because you get the opportunity, even when you seem like, yeah, but I'm old. It's okay. Paul teaches us that God redeems the time. He doesn't give us more time, but he causes that the time that we have left to be more productive and more fruitful. You get what I'm saying? So the issue is you get to the place of being stable by this water and then your timeline changes. That everything that comes out of you comes out of you right on time. That's what happens when we experience and live through this social distancing framework that Psalm 1 gives us. And then lastly, not only will you uh, be blessed, be stable, well-sourced, on time, you'll thrive. The text says that the leaf will not wither and whatever he or she does will prosper. You hear that? So when you get planted in the right place when you get stabilized your outcomes are prosperous whatever you do whatever you do I love it it's no longer this limitation on well that's not really my thing whatever you do whatever your side hustle is it'll prosper whatever your main thing is it'll prosper you see what I'm saying whatever these new ideas and creative thoughts it'll prosper because you are planted by the rivers of water that happens when we stay away from the ungodly lifestyles of sin and uh, what was that that other one I said and uh, mindsets of rejecting God's instruction when we stay away from that social distancing and move to understanding and receiving the law of the Lord, the instruction of God, it becomes our delight, we get planted. Summer madness, this is the season where it's time to get planted. It's time to be in the right place so the right nutrients can come. Now is the time. Now is the time. Summer madness, social distancing. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this message, this word today. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will seal it in our hearts, that we will not only hear it, but we'll meditate on it and become doers of this word. I pray today for the man or woman that needs to make a decision for you so that they can get planted and stabilized. I pray that you'll touch their heart right now, that you'll minister to them, that the things and the pictures that they saw in their head while this talk was happening. God, help them understand that that was you, that you were showing them a path. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister to them in this moment so the decisions that need to be made can be made and the outcomes will be thriving, prosperous. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.